there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction, what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer, as well as uh, someone who's filling in today because Elijah is going to be sitting with me in in this podcast and the next couple as we're continuing here in this series. Um, But I have uh, our pastor, Dave Wright, is actually recording this. So Dave, thank you so much for stepping in and doing that for us. Um, if you want to learn any more about this podcast or Crosswinds Church, I just want to encourage you to go to our website at crosswinds.church. But let's jump right in. Elijah, it's great to have you here. Betty was a part of the first two uh, in this series. You're going to be a part of the next three of really looking at five essential questions that all of us attempt to answer in our life, whether we're Christian or not. And so, Elijah, thanks for being back to the podcast and moving from producer uh, to guest. Oh, absolutely. Always a privilege. Or co-host, actually. (laughs) Maybe that's a better, better way of looking at it. Uh, as we've looked at already, uh, the questions of who am I and where do I come from? And, and so the third question we're going to look at is, why am I here? Now, all five of the questions that we look at, you know, the next one will be, what is the meaning of life and what is my purpose? All of them tie together. Mm-hmm. And so there's obviously some crossover, but we want to look specifically in this topic of answering the question of why am I here? And, of course, we can find the answer to this crucial question with great certainty in the Scriptures, ultimately the purpose of, of every believer, as well as the church as a whole, is to know God and to make Him known. Um, the Bible declares that humanity has been created for this very purpose, and this is witnessed from the creation narrative of, of Genesis all the way through um, the image of God and His children uh, communing with one another throughout eternity, mm-hmm. as we find depicted in the book of Revelation. And so, you know, it, it's an interesting thing when we talk about why I'm here, because without a relationship to God, and, and really without uh, an acceptance of, of the Bible as truth, you're never going to find this answer. Sure. You know, and so th- I think that's where we find people trying to, to look at their purpose in life. Um, trying to discover it everywhere but God, right? Everywhere but um, His Word. And as they are on that search, I find that as I talk with people, um, they're on a sort of a endless circular path of constantly trying to reinvent themselves. Why am I, you know, that they may find a job that they enjoy for a while, but it's not as fulfilling as they as they thought it should be. Not that the job is the problem, but the the what they're expecting out of that job seems to be the problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, I, I just want to discuss that a, a little bit uh, as we go into this understanding of why we're here to know God and make Him known. And among the many verses in Scripture that address um, why we're here, two uh, stand out to me, um, really. Uh, the Great Commission calls believers to go into all the world and to proclaim the gospel to all creation. We find that in Mark 6, 16, 15. Then, of course, the great commandment reads, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and and your neighbor as yourself. Of course, that's Luke 10, 27. And so really, when we think about it, in, in, in its truest sense, in a very genuine sense, we're to fulfill the great commission in the spirit of the great commandment, as as, as um, Pastor Rick Warren has said many mm-hmm. times, 
or otherwise stated, we're to know God and make him known, which of course is, is our mission of our church yeah. here at Crosswinds. That's the way we word it. Um, but this knowing God and making him known is, is not something that, that uh, we, um, we do once. It's not, it's not even uh, something that we uh, completely sum up in one act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pursuit. Yeah, uh, we pursue this knowing God is continually uh, growing in, in Christ and and is making Him known in the way that we share His love and message with others in the places where we where we live, um, where we work, go to school, and play. And I think that's why you know when we think about why I'm here. A lot of times people are looking at vocation, and although vocation is certainly a, a part of our calling, right? God mm-hmm. calls us at certain seasons in life to be a part of certain vocations, if you will, it's not as important, I believe at least, not as important what we do for a living, if you if you sort of using that terminology, but what we're doing while we're in the midst of what we're doing mm-hmm. for a living, you know? And so it's not like a student, for instance, has to wait until they head into their vocation um, to understand um, why they're here, you yeah, know? Yeah. Or, and I think, you know, I, I look back in, in high school, especially in college, um, just the people who are sweating so much over, like, what if I get this wrong? Mm. You know, what if I take this job, or what if I go down this this avenue of vocation, and what if, what if I get this wrong? Then then I'm I'm going to have to settle for this Plan B for the rest of my life type of thing. And I, I just don't believe that. When I look at Scripture, I think what God's more concerned about is the development of our character, and then the fact that we're to know Him and make Him known. You know, and as yeah. we know Him, make Him known, He develops our character and. And that's really why we're here, you know, we're to glorify him. And as he blesses us, bless others. And so this knowing God and making him known, again, is, is a pursuit. And it's a pursuit of, of discerning and discovering and developing our full kingdom potential. And so let me let me stop there for a minute and, and just let you speak into some of the things yeah. I've said and some of your own views and this idea of pursuing this knowing God and making him known. Yeah, I love <clears throat> I love thinking about it as a constant purpose. You know, it's something it's and you said it, it's not to know God and make him known as as we believe as as Christians and followers of Christ, we dig into scripture. And that's our that's our clear purpose. And we can boil it down to that's why we're here. Um and it's not you said it's not one and done. You know, it's something that it it is the root, should be the root of everything that we're doing, you know. And um I uh I like what you said about um, you know, people People getting so concerned about, am I choosing to do the right thing right now, or am I am I choosing the right career path, or whatever? And if I do this wrong, am I taking this Plan B? You know, and I don't think I don't think um, God's plan is so divine. I don't think it's I don't think He has Plan A, and then we do something, and it just becomes Plan B. He's like, oh, I guess we'll do this then instead. You know, I think it's more of a um, He's laid out our purpose, which is to know him and to make him known. And his plan is that we do that in everything that we do. And so when it gets down to our vocation, he will call us to specific things sometimes, you know, whether it's, you know, he is calling someone to be, um, you know, a pastor at this church for, you know, X amount of time, or then to go into a different mission field and do this over there, you know, but the the core of why we're doing it is the same, no matter, like, even though your office and maybe even the literal job you're doing is changing, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we all have ministry and we're all, mm-hmm. as Christians, we're all ministers. Yeah. 
And so, you know, the you know, it's interesting because pastor is so unique in the sense that it, it's not just a role in a church, it's also a job, right? Mm-hmm. It is a vocation. And so that makes that unique, but it's not unique in the sense of what you're saying is, you know, maybe God does call you to be a pastor for a while in a church, and then he calls you into something else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people who, who have a problem hearing that, you know, and, and yet the reality of it is we did a whole podcast on that uh, way back, really, yeah. one of our first podcasts with a pastor by the name of Ken DePeel, who now is uh, in the insurance business, but after spending 30 years as a pastor. And, you know, uh, he took a lot of slack for that. And yet Mm -hmm. the reality of it is he's still a minister. In fact, he's sharing the love of God as as powerfully today as he ever has. It it looks different in in the career place space, if you will, where he is. Um, But he's still knowing God and making him known, you know. And I think when we we get so wrapped up with with some of these choices, and and understandably, I mean, it's important, right, if you're going Mm -hmm. to college, you're going to pay that type of money yeah. and put that type of time in. I, I get it. You want to know what you're gifted. And, and, and so I don't want to make light of that. But this idea that God can't use you if, if, if you just don't have the mm. exact right um, job just seems to me to be very limiting to a sovereign God, right, mm-hmm. to, to say that he's, he doesn't have the power to use you wherever you're at. And, and the other part of it is there's a sort of that, that – um, uh, you become paralyzed, right? You, you, how do you make a decision so immense mm. that you could ruin the rest of your life? You know, sure. and, and 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 of course, God does have a plan A when it comes to moral choices. Yep, yep. But yet, God in His in His grace um, offers us forgiveness, and it doesn't surprise Him. And so, somehow, you know, certainly we need to take responsibility for our choices. So I don't want to in any way come across as if we shouldn't. But in making those choices, we need to trust that that God is a, is a God of grace, and, and as He forgives, He leads us down a path of mm-hmm. knowing Him and making Him known, which is why we're here. Yep. And so I often sit across from somebody who says, "Man, I made these choices, and it ruined my life." And you know, and it's like, well, okay, um, it did, but it doesn't have to, right? Mm-hmm. It, it did up to this point. Okay, you can share how those choices brought all these negative consequences upon you. And maybe some of them will, will trickle down throughout you know, years to come, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, but God is a God of forgiveness and a God of, of second, third, fourth, 100 chances, right? And, and he's going he's gonna to reward you when you understand you're here to, to know him and make him known. Mm-hmm. In fact, that is the reward. You know, and if we're seeking any other reward but him, yeah, we're seeking the wrong reward. We're here uh, to to know him and make him known and glorify him by as he blesses us, blessing others. And so you, we can do that in the darkest circumstances. We can mm-hmm. do that in the, in the brightest circumstances. We can do that in one career or another. It doesn't really matter. Wherever we find ourselves, we we literally can exist in the sweet spot of why we're here. Sure. And you know it's interesting because you know you, you, even here at Crosswinds you've had a, you, you've had a couple of hats right yeah uh, and uh, I see if your Oak Woo shirt on <laughs> Oklahoma Wesleyan University yeah. for some of you who don't know um, Elijah has uh, felt a call to pastoral ministry and is uh, now taking classes at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Um, I don't think he got it wrong up to this point. <laughs> I just think he's continuing to hear from God right mm-hmm. and 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 what doesn't change between. Um, what you're doing now and what God's going to uh, – how he's going to use you in the future sure. is your reason for being here. It may look different, the way that you express it, but it, but what's not different is that initial that initial understanding that you're here to know God and make him mm. known. Would that, would, not, would that not be true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that up until this point, you know, I, um, I will say that I've – 
I've I I continually since I you know started I took this step into my career being in ministry. Um, I've worked at Crosswinds for over eight years, and um, I since the beginning have always tried my best to continually pray to God, like Lord, show me. I know you are calling me here now, but show me if you ever call, if you want me to go someplace else, yeah. you know? And um, because I, and the reason I was so, I felt that way is because I absolutely love my job. And I knew from other people in ministry that I was not, I, I, the, the topic of God calling someone to a different place wasn't new to me. Like I saw it happening with sure. people around me. And so, um, but, Something common I heard from them was, you know, this is so tough because I don't know where God's calling me and I love this, what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to go, I'm going to follow him and I'm going to do it. And so because of how much I love my job, just always praying like, don't let don't let how much I love this place that I'm in and the people that I'm serving with distract me from what you want me to do. And um, yeah, You don't want to be comfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with being blessed, being mm-hmm. in a place that you love. But you want to be so comfortable that that you don't hear God's voice if He's saying, "Hey, I've got something else for you." Right. I'm so comfortable. I'm just I'm not listening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on know? autopilot. And um, so I uh, I just I think God's blessed me with the opportunities over the the last few years to be able to um, you know to wear those multiple hats and to be in different things. And um, it was it was it became clear to me that. Um, that God was calling me to pursue, um, you know, to pursue the the schooling necessary to become a pastor. And um, I I love worship ministry so much, and I love the opportunities that I've gotten to be able to help lead on Sundays and, you know, student ministry and all this stuff. And um, uh, the call from God has been clear that that's that's the next chapter that he wants me to do, you know. Um, And so, but within that, you're right, it's the, my, never once has the, the purpose of why he wants me to do those things changed. Yeah. You know, but it's God's used me in this capacity and now he wants to maybe use me in a different one. Right. And, you're still you know you're not like changing from knowing God to make him known to something else. <laughs> right. You're just knowing yeah. God to make him known yeah. doing something else. And, mm-hmm. and and you know, to me, that's the key. I, I said it's just knowing God and making him known is a pursuit. It's a pursuit of discerning and discovering and developing our full kingdom potential. And I wanted to find out a little bit full kingdom potential, as I understand it, can be understood as God's comprehensive, you know, far-reaching work in and through an individual believer in a church family. Uh, This is uh, impossible except uh, for the enabling of the Holy Spirit, really, to fulfill God's purpose in the life of a believer as as our great helper. And and, and so it is a pursuit. You know, we say full kingdom potential. Again, it's, it's, it's like why we're here to know God and make Him known. Our full kingdom potential isn't something that's reached this side of paradise. It's something that's pursued. It's something mm-hmm. we grow in. In fact, uh, you know, you may even notice in the words "know" and "known" in the statement to know God and make Him known is the word "now," and uh, this this speaks of of uh, urgent action. You know, today we're to grow in our intimacy with God, and when I mean today, I mean literally today. Mm-hmm. We're to grow in our intimacy with God and community with other believers and influence on those who have yet to believe. You know that that's what He's calling us to do in the here and now. And so sometimes I also think when people are looking at you know why they're here. They're looking so far into the future, you know, like, mm-hmm. man, I got to get it right today, so 10 years down the road. And there's some truth to that um, in the sense of trajectory, right? I, I get that. But the reality of it is, um, again, if today we're doing what God's truly placed us here to do, 
which is to grow in our intimacy with him, community with other believers, and influence on those who have yet to believe, um, then we're in the center of why we're here. Mm. And uh, and I think, uh, you know, I almost say I know, you know, think is such a sort of, uh, but I really think I know as I look at Scripture that if we're not doing that, the other stuff just doesn't really matter. Mm. You know, it just really doesn't matter. Um, or I, I guess another way of saying that is if we're not doing that now, we shouldn't expect him to direct us in other ways. Hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. we're here for that and we're not doing that, I don't think it's impossible to think that that God's going to constantly be bringing us back to doing that. Mm. And if we're doing that, then he'll direct us in other things. And I, and I find, and I say this over and over again in the podcast when I'm preaching, I'm sure people get tired of hearing it, but it's like when people come in for marriage counseling and, and they want the four, you know, give me four things that are going to make my marriage flourish. And I can help them with some things like that. But the reality yeah. of it is the key question I always ask is, where are you with Jesus? And a lot, many times they look at me like I'm nuts. I mean, like, you know, like uh, I'm wearing a weird mask or something. And it's like, you know, like, no, 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 I'm here to talk about the marriage. And I'm like, well, look, if you're not right with Jesus, mm. then you shouldn't expect to have a right marriage. That, that, that any relationship we have, you know, we talk about growing in our intimacy with God and community with other believers, that means our spouse as well. And so if we're not growing in our intimacy with God, then we really shouldn't expect we're going to have a, a tremendous flourishing intimacy mm. with anyone else, including our wife. And so, you know, why we're here is so crucial to every other relationship we have. And, and it is the foundation of when we're in relationships that are sort of not going the way that we want them to. But it, it, it's not, it's, it, it's upsetting, but it's not so devastating that, that we have no foundation because our foundation is Christ. And so we can't dictate how other people respond in a relationship, but we can certainly grow in a relationship mm-hmm. with God if it helps us determine how we're going to relate uh, to that other person in that relationship. And so, you know, the, why we're here is such a crucial part of of living the life that God's called us to live. In fact, Jesus said, I came to give you life in its fullest. And I, I just, the scripture is very clear. You cannot live a full life without knowing why you're here and living on that mm-hmm. purpose. You know, we pursue our full kingdom potential really by engaging in a strategic, uh, you know, spiritual journey. Um, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's something that's often missing in people's life, you know, just that, that daily um, daily reality. But today, what am I going to do to help me grow my relationship with Christ? You know, that goes from everything from relying on Him to the spiritual disciplines, whether it be prayer or scripture reading, or you can name them on and on mm-hmm. and on, sharing my faith. Yeah. You know, Paul writes in Philemon that it's through the sharing of our faith that we grow in the knowledge of the things of God. I mean, there's just this mm-hmm. an amazing reality as we know Him and make Him known sort of what that does to to not just undergird our faith, but to develop us into the person that God's created us to be. Now, have you found that true in your life, Elijah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that it's, you know, even for, even for me, I find that it's sometimes easy to get so focused on the... I want to be careful how I say this, but the not the non the non the non spiritual elements of my life, like the um, uh, what am I like? What am I doing with my friends? Where am I? You know, where am I going today? These sort of things, and like the 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 daily life tasks, if you will. I guess I find that it can be easy to get so caught up in those that um, 
as the more and more the more and more that my focus shifts to those things and less away from the ultimate the reason why I'm here, right? The, the 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 more that my focus shifts away from that and onto other things, the more I start to doubt why I'm here. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. And I and maybe that's too maybe that's self-explanatory, but I just no, like good. the like the the less that I focus on on Christ and that purpose. And for me that looks like my, you know, my my daily devotions and the time that I'm spending um you know, practicing worship and, you know, doing all these things and really trying to dig into study. And right now my my whole world is school and classes, right? And so like all of this and the less that I'm focusing on those and the more I focus on everything else, all like the enemy starts to creep in and gives me doubt of why I'm here. And I, and then, and it works for some reason. And he's so, he's so tricky in that, you know what I mean? And now I'll, I, there's moments where I sit there and I'm like, oh man, I just, yeah, I don't like. Am I doing the wrong thing right now? Because I'm I'm overwhelmed by this paper that I got to do, and I'm you know, um, I I got to send all these emails out. You know, it's all this stuff, and it's like no, 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 no. Just just breathe a minute. Remember why you're doing this and why you're here. Why God has you here. And then there's a peace that comes over that, and it's you know. Yeah, what we I mean? don't separate. Yeah, we don't separate the spiritual disciplines from action. Mm. And you're not saying that, but you're saying to to not do the spiritual disciplines doesn't really give you a whole lot to put into action. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you're in the disciplines and you're allowing God to in spiritual practices, some people use yep. the reason I like the word discipline is because the same reason why people use the word practices. They use the word practices because it doesn't sound as as hard as discipline. I use the word discipline as as mm. many have in the past because it's difficult. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's difficult every day to 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 do these things which help me grow. I mean, it. it it's, it's easier some days than others, but there are days like everyone else where I just want to get to it. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself, well, in order to get to it in a way that honors God, I need to start with that foundation with Him and and and, and make sure I'm focused on those things. But, you know, what you're saying is, is so is so true, you know, as you're in in this uh, growth pattern, if you will, of God, where, mm-hmm. where, you're, where you're growing, you're, you're acknowledging Him throughout the day. It's, it's in that reality that you find peace. Yep. It's in that reality that, that He gives you strength. And it's combining the two. It's knowing God, making Him known. And that's not just making Him known among those who have yet to believe. That's living in a way that you're reflecting Him, that you're giving glory to Him in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, by becoming more like Christ and His love, His character, and being on purpose with Him. It, it reminds me, when I was in college, uh, I think it was my sophomore year, I was in an accountability relationship with a freshman who was a part of the same program. I was in a Christian ministry program starting to become pastors, and it became really um, clear to me in the time of getting to know him that he was a very good student, in fact, an excellent student, much better student than I was in the classes, um, was 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 uh, just really brilliant. Mm. Um what also became very clear to me was he was he treated women horribly. Mm-hmm. And again, he had asked me we're in this accountability. So finally, you know, I thought, as I'm seeing this, the spirit really nudged me and said, You need to bring this up. And and so I sat across from him and I said, Help me, help me reconcile this. Cause you're studying to be a pastor, you're you're like in Bible classes, you're immersed in this stuff. Yeah. How does that how does that reconcile with treating, you know, and I, I picked a couple of people who I knew um, on campus, a couple of ladies there, and I, godly women, I said, you know, how, how does that reconcile with treating them the way you're treating them? 
And he got ticked. I mean, he got so mad at me. And uh, a couple of weeks later, he said, "I don't really have time for this accountability stuff mm-hmm. anymore." And, and I, and I mean, that we can pick areas in our own life too where we're not putting into practice what we know, right? Where mm-hmm. where we know we're to be loving and we're not. Um, but I, but I sit back and I, I, I use that as an example because it was is really even to this day, uh, thirty plus years later, it sticks out as one of the most. Uh, sparking reminders for me to make sure that I'm not, quote-unquote, doing going through the motions of knowing God, but not allowing God to transform me mm. and then allowing it to be reflected and making him known, right? And, yeah. and, you know, and people ask questions all the time, well, about spiritual leaders, and they'll say, well, how could they preach those messages or write those books and, and end up with this big, huge scandal, mm-hmm. right? And the answer is this. Because they haven't allowed any of that to, to at that moment at least, to, to transform them and then reflect it. You know, all of us can make bad decisions, but some decisions are more consequential than mm-hmm. others, right? Yeah. And I, I think God protects us from making those type of cons- consequential mistakes when we're in um, uh, this, this, this circle of living why we're here. To mm-hmm. know him and make him known, and, and that synergy of uh, of both growing and and going, if you will, yeah, you know, doing the gospel. You know, I talked about a strategic spiritual journey, and, and what is that really? It's an ongoing spiritual rectal mission where we're where our total reliance is placed on God, and that's why it's a growing thing. I don't know about you, but this idea of total reliance upon God, there are moments where I feel like I'm close. And there are times where I have to come to the Lord very humbly and say, Lord, I want to trust you fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet there's part of me that isn't. Help me learn how to trust you more fully. Of course, what does he do? He puts you in situations where you have yeah. to trust him more yeah. fully, um, which is true of almost all the d- disciplines and almost true of all the attributes in our life, right? If you want to be patient and you pray, God, make me patient, so not only is he going to give you opportunity to be patient, but we can only learn patience by putting ourselves in situations where we've been impatient, you mm-hmm. know? I, I heard a podcaster the other day say, if you want to learn patience, uh, pick the longest line at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn patience, uh, go to the place where you know the most congested traffic is. You know, and what he was saying is you can only learn these things by really the the pressure cooker of life, mm-hmm. you know? And, and uh, as we walk in those things, um, God creates in us this this greater ability to to, to have those attributes as the character of Christ um, more and more evident in our life. I think of Paul, he, he writes in Philippians 3, 12 through 16, uh, he, he's talking about the fact that um, it is a pursuit. It's not a destination. You know, he, he talks about, he says, I'm pursuing these things. Not that I've reached it, but I'm pursuing mm-hmm. these things. And I think it's it's the journey that that really defines us. So it's interesting. Some people say, "Why am I here?" Yeah. And, and the answer is, you're here to be on journey with God of, of knowing Him and making Him known. And I think we as as human beings want to like hit the destination quick. Mm. And the only way to hit that destination quick is to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so if you want to live a long life, it's going to be a longer journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mean that it has to be a frustrating journey. It can be a very rewarding journey um, as we see God working in and through our life uh, to uh, bring glory to Him and see people mm-hmm. come to know Him and encourage one another and all these things that God's called us to do. Yeah. Nice. 
You know, I was thinking, you know, here at Crosswinds, and of course, you know, so many people listening to this may not be a part of our local church, but but here at Crosswinds Church, you know, we have what we call a discipleship framework, uh, where we're committed to reaching people the love and message of Jesus Christ and the hope that they will believe, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's the first step to believe, um, to receiving, uh, to receive Jesus Christ as as Lord and Savior. But we're but we don't just stop there, and I, I think that's so important. You know, we're, we're we're committed to, to raising believers to understand what it means to belong to God and His church as well as become the person they've created, uh, that He's created them to be in Jesus Christ. And, mm. and, and to me, that's part of the journey, right? We don't do it alone. We do it with God. We do it with one another. We help people in that journey. And by the way, I think that's an ongoing raising up. Mm. I think I'm still being raised up yeah, um, by those around me who I do life with in the church and who pours into my life, mentors and, and as such. Um, then, we, of course, we, we do all this as we're releasing one another to, uh, to bless others with the blessings that we've received from the Lord. You know? and, and when you really want to boil it down, it's just a long, long-hand way of saying, uh, we're here to know God and make Him known and to mm-hmm. help each other do just that. Uh, after all, that's what we're here for. You yeah. know? And so you know, I just, I don't know, uh, you know what, what final words would you sort of give? I mean, this is a pretty big question, why are mm-hmm. we here? But what final words would you give to our listeners? You know, something that um, ties into this that I've been thinking about recently as um, the class that the class I'm currently in is all theology and uh, a whole portion of it, a huge portion of it has been spent as we look at what it's meant to be made in the image of God. And um, something that has just been so evident to me as I've been studying for that class is like, you know, God... God set us apart from the rest of creation by making us in his image and his likeness. And the 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 magnitude of 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 importance in that, you know, and how he didn't do that for anything else. And he he did that for us so that he was able to give us some of some of his he was able to communicate to us some of his divine attributes you know and 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 in theology we refer to that as like the communicable attributes right. that he has that he's able to give us right because we're know, not going to be versions sovereign. of right we're not going to be all powerful right. so our attributes of god that we don't we're but never going to have he's able to give us grace yes, you know yes. and and love and emotions yes. and so um, I just think about how he he gave us all of those things for this purpose and for this reason, and to know him and to make him known. And he didn't do that for any other part of creation. And it's humbling to think about that, you know. And so when I think about why am I here, it paints this picture of like, you know, God God designed me in such a way that he didn't design anything else in the universe this way. And he did that because he wanted he wanted me to have this this purpose of why I'm here, and to be able to do it effectively in his image. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. so it's just it's just a humbling concept to think about. Mm. You know? Yeah, I just piggyback on that. You know, I just encourage those out there that you know if you're if you're not connected, um, first of all, with the Lord, uh, that's the first step. You know, say yes to Jesus and, and begin that relationship with Him. 
And if you want more information on that, all you have to do is uh, reach out to us, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, whether through our website or you can call our local church office here, and we'd love to talk to you about how to enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a ton of information that's not only on our website, but information we can send you as you uh, go onto our website uh, to help you in, in that journey. But but we're also here to help people grow in Christ, to help them grow mm-hmm. in, in their purpose of, you know, why, why they're here and and to, to understand more fully what it means to really belong to Him and, and the church and, and, and to become the person that God's created and to be, to, to truly understand what it means to know God and make Him known. And so I'd encourage you, if you're, if you're uh, not a part of a local church, that you find a local church, if you're in our area, uh, you know, this Canadegua, Fingers Lake, Greater Rochester area, we'd love to have you um, come and join us. Uh, we have services every Sunday. You can find out more information on that on our website, other other things you can be involved in. If you're a part of our church, if you're not a part of a one-on-one relationship, jump into it. If you're not a part of a small group, jump into one. Uh, we have Celebrate Recovery. We have so many ways of helping people um, really be able to live out of their purpose and work through, you know, hurts, habits, hang-ups, hang-up, you know, all those things, um, to be able to to grow in Christ. And so, you know, I just encourage you, you know, whatever God's calling you to take your next step, take it as as you're living out this purpose of why you're here, to know Him and make Him known. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited uh, about the series. We're, we're over halfway mm-hmm. through this five-part series. This is number three, this question. Next week, uh, we're going to be looking at the question, what is the meaning of life? Just a small little question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and so Elijah will be back with me. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, again, remember to uh, check out our website. I've said it a couple of times, but I'm going to say it again, crosswinds.church. You can find all things about this podcast and in, in Crosswinds Church by going to crosswinds.church. But for now, as always, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.